Welcome back, everybody. It's been way too long. We're back with episode three of Talking Sporty with my wife. I'm Ryan. Melissa's with me. It's been almost two months since we've been with you. We've been super busy over the past couple of weeks, past two months, really. And um, and also, Melissa, not super well, not feeling super well right now, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. Definitely got a She's head cold got a bad head on. cold. So if she sounds a little funky, we apologize. And coughing. Sorry. I have water, but we're good. <laughs> All right, Melissa. So, uh, the summer's been kind of slow sports wise. Like you can only talk baseball so much. We didn't talk World Cup stuff at all. We've talked a little bit of golf, but we're starting to roll into my favorite time of year. And I think it's one of your favorite times of year. It's football time, specifically college football. So we're going to talk a lot about college football uh, today. And then uh, we've got some other little things for you. But before we do that, as promised, Melissa, tell me about going to see the Savannah Bananas back in July. Okay. So it was actually a really cool experience. Would I do it again? Probably not. Why is that? Why not? Because my, my, okay, so you know how I am about like, let me use this as an example, parking garages. Like right. I don't, no, parking. I don't like going places if I don't know how to get somewhere where I'm parking. It's just not a good, not a good feel for me. So the thing about this fan bananas games is it's first come first serve. So we had to like, find our seats once we got in there and that was a mess all in itself because everybody's saving like a bunch of seats for all of their family that is still outside in the parking lot so that was probably the most annoying thing though we ended up with like really good seats actually if you think about it but at the same time really crappy seats because we were in between two speakers so you couldn't actually hear what was going on so it was like that area where they they don't cross like where they yeah they don't quite hit that area there was i heard very, very little of what was going on. Gotcha. So I did, I don't think I got the full experience of it. Um, but let me rewind. We got there right as they did the opening thing. So when they open the gates, they do this whole thing where they have a band. They're like dancing, trying to get everybody like hyped up, ready for the game. There's people hanging off of the building. Like it was pretty it was pretty cool, actually. Um and they like basically corralled everyone, did this intro that was probably, I don't know, 10 minutes and then let everybody in. Um, and so we go in, we try to find our seats. We finally find our seats and we're sitting there and they do a lot of like cool things before the game um, where it's a lot of like they play games, they do um, basically games with fans and things like that. That was pretty cool to see um but we were also like towards the outfield so you Mm -hmm. again you couldn't really see what was going on and then it started to rain right and i have a (laughs) one-year-old my one-year-old started crying so that was all fun so we had to like secure our seats because we didn't want anybody taking them because it was first come first serve went up hid for a little bit while i delayed the game um and then by the time it finally started um it was actually re- it was pretty pretty cool. I kind of understood this the concept. We did get to one of the games where the party animals actually won. Oh wow! Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, saw a couple of cool stunts. It's just the one the one downside is that I wish I could have been under a um, speaker. Right, so you could hear what was going where, on. Yeah, yeah, so I could hear what was yeah, happening because that's a big part of the show, I'm sure. So yeah. Well, while you were 
watching the Savannah Bananas, I was in Chicago that week and got to go with my friend Jeff to Wrigley Field for the first time to see the Red Sox play the Cubs. And um, I got to say, Wrigley is one of the coolest ballparks I've ever been to. I really expected it to be very old, have a really old field, kind of be almost a dingy ballpark, but like because it's got so much history to it and it's so old that it would be, you know, like that's what would be the charm in it. Um, but I tell you what, like they've done a really nice job with some renovations there. Um, the concourse level, although it's not open, which I prefer in a ballpark, it's closed like many old ballparks are. Um, you don't get the sense that you're in a really old ballpark, which is cool. I think FanDuel just put a sports book right outside the the stadium. That the neighborhood down there in Wrigleyville is super cool. Um, really good environment. Uh, crowd was great. A lot of Red Sox fans there, obviously. Um, but um, but. You know, it was it was a good game. So well, we saw like seven or eight home runs hit between the two teams. So that was pretty wild. Jeez. The Ivy out there in, in the outfield is super cool. Um, it started to pour down rain with two outs left in the bottom of the ninth inning. Um, and uh, it was funny. It actually said on the on the video board that we were supposed to go seek shelter immediately because of uh, a weather in the area and supposed to leave our seats, but they never told us that over the PA system. So nobody left their seats. Um, so we stayed around, watched the whole game and uh, they got caught in a rainstorm walking back to the car. Parking stinks down there, but there's just nothing you can do about that. I mean, it's in a neighborhood, but nine out of 10 would go back again in a heartbeat. Um, so we'll have to go sometime. It was really cool. You look like you want to say something. No, I, I have to backtrack because I hear my mom in my head saying, I don't know who the Savannah Bananas are. Oh, okay. Explain for people <laughs> who might not know who the Savannah Bananas are. Oh, and for my mother-in-law, the Chicago Cubs are the Major League Baseball team in the National <laughs> League that play in Chicago. And the Boston Red Sox are in the American League and they play in Boston. <laughs> and they play baseball. So go ahead. Explain the Savannah Bananas for those who might not know. Um, the Savannah Bananas are basically, I think the best way to describe it is the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Who are the Harlem Globetrotters? Stop it. <laughs> you can explain that one. I guess. But It's all about entertainment, right? Yeah, it's just an entertainment thing. It doesn't really make sense. It's not like a real baseball game. Right. I mean, it, it is, but it's not. It's an hour and a half time limit. You don't win by scoring the most runs. You win by you winning win, the most innings. Yeah, right? but you win an inning by scoring the most runs. Exactly. So if you score three, the opponent scores two in the second inning, you win the second inning. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're going to win the game. The final is not 3-2. You know, the final would be however many innings you won. There's other stuff too, right? Yeah, Google yeah. it because I don't know. Google it, she head. said. <laughs> you heard it first here, Meg. Google it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the kind of the big topic that we have at hand. We're getting ready for college football season. Uh, the big boys kick off uh, next week. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, August 20th. So next week, I know for you, you're excited about the Florida Gators kicking off on Thursday at Utah. Big test early on for the Gators. Penn State will play West Virginia. That's my team, Penn State. They'll play West Virginia on Saturday night, uh, the 2nd. Um, 7.30 on NBC. And uh, and so if you want to check that out, that'll be fun. So I asked Melissa uh, before today, let's come up with who we think will win each of the five power conferences, power five conferences, soon to be like power one. I don't know how this is whole alignment thing is going to work two, out. Power two, max power three. <laughs> right? So who's going to win the power five conferences? Who is the team of the group of five most likely to crash the playoff party? What is a group of five? 
The, so the, I know what okay. it is. <laughs> All right. So Power Five, you're talking Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Big Ten. Group of Five is your others, you know, Conference USA, the American, um, Sunbelt, the Sunbelt, Mountain, Mountain West. Yeah, teams, teams where um, like where UCF plays, like not real football. So they do now. Oh, they play. That's the right. Big They're in the Big Twelve, now. aren't they? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. This conference re- realignment stuff is out of hand. I tell you what, though, the big news with the, like the Big Ten bringing in like Oregon and Washington are coming. I cannot wait for those late November that like Saturday night of Thanksgiving Rutgers Washington rivalry game there like that just gets me amped. Right. Right. OK, so. Let's go ahead and go through the conferences and we'll kind of bounce these off each other. So I'm going to start out in the Pac-12. Okay. Um, and and I think Utah wins that conference this year. Now, a little dependent on if Cam Rising is completely healthy. He's limited in practice right now um, after suffering that knee injury in the Rose Bowl. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, it's going to be tough, but they've got USC's number. They're always going to play really good defense. They did lose Dalton Kincaid, their leading receiver. They lost their leading running back in Tavion Thomas. Um but they do bring back a running back in in uh, Jaquindon Jackson, who averaged six point eight yards per carry last year. Um, you know, and and they're going to play good defense, so they're going to be in every game. Potential hiccup to start the year against Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Florida's going to have at least some talent on the roster. Don't know quite how good they'll be this I think year. It's still a rebuilding year. Yeah, I, th- I think it is for Bill and Napier as well. Um, and then they go to Baylor to start the season. But those are back-to-back games. That's not an easy slate of back-to-back games. But they play Florida on a Thursday at home. And then they're off until the following Saturday when they go to Baylor. So I, I don't think that that will necessarily get them. Their favor is fairly, schedule- uh, fairly uh, favorable. They go to uh, a schedule fairly favorable. They go to USC. They go to Washington. Those are going to be tough games. But again, I think they have USC's number. They beat them in two different ways last year. They outscored them in one game, 43-42, in just mm-hmm. a shootout that we watched the end of in a drive through of, I don't remember. A Wendy's. A Wendy's in Charleston, South Carolina. Long story. Um, and then they held them to 24 points mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 championship game. So. They can kind of do it both ways. They do get Oregon and UCLA at home. Those are really the four games that stand out in conference play to me. So I'm going to go ahead and take Utah to win the Pac-12. Interesting. I did not pick Utah. Okay. I thought that Cam Rising coming back from his ACL is going to be a little rough for them. Um, and Dalton Kincaid was just a freaking beast last year. So good. Uh, I picked Washington. Oh, I picked Washington. Why? Michael Penix Jr., Really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good quarterback play in the Pac-12. Really good kid. Um, I think USC hasn't figured out defense yet. And then I don't, the problem, my problem with the Pac-12 is I don't know too much about a lot of those teams, but Washington played pretty well last year. So I think Washington will take it. Yeah. Penix is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Super athletic. He's had a really tough career getting injured so much at Indiana. I think he's had like two or three ACL injuries in his career. Um, He's super athletic. I mean, Bo Nix is out there. He's he's had oh, a great year Nicks last year there. for Oregon. Um, and then you had obviously Caleb Williams at USC. So you've what's got his some face just transferred out there too. What's his face? The kid from Clemson. DJ Ugalale. Yeah, transferred to Oregon State. Oregon State, yeah. Yep. So there's some decent quarterbacks out there. So all right. So you've got Washington. I do. And I've got Utah. Okay. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Okay. All right. The Big Twelve. I've got Kansas State. I also he, have Kansas State. All right. Awesome. Here's why. I think they finished second in the Big 12 last year. They did win the Big 12 championship game last year um, 
over TCU, mm-hmm. uh, but TCU ended up getting to the national championship game. Um, Will Howard is going to be the starter for Kansas State. He split time at quarterback. He split time last year with their their one of their other guys. Um, he played really well though last year, and so I like that. They did lose Deuce Vaughn, which is going to be massive. He ran for almost fifteen hundred yards last year. You're going to see him do some special things with the Dallas Cowboys on Sundays this year. But Treshawn Ward is a Florida State transfer. He's projected to start at running back um, for the Wildcats, uh, and he ran for 628 yards, averaged all like six and a half yards per carry last year at Florida State. So mm-hmm. they got talent there to do that. They go to Texas. That's going to be a tough one, right? Because I, I think Texas will be better. Um, but I do want to talk about them for a second. However, they don't play Oklahoma they get Oklahoma State and TCU at home. So the schedule is very favorable for Kansas State. Here's why I didn't pick Texas. They were 8-4 last year. Everyone's given them a ton of preseason love. They're preseason top 15. They're getting way too much credit for almost beating Alabama last year. And Alabama also team has to play Alabama. Wait, or was that last year they played Alabama? They played Alabama. I don't remember if they played them again this year or not. We'll look, that, play, we'll look that up. Where did they play Alabama last year? They played it in, in Texas? Texas at Texas. And it's at Alabama at Alabama. Because I looked at that because yeah. that's why I didn't pick Texas because I was like, oh, that's looking a little rough. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. They have to go there week two. Texas goes to Alabama. So now, again, we're picking conference winners. So those non-conference games don't really matter. Right. But w- with Texas, I just I, I still question the consistency there, uh, particularly on on defense. They again way too much credit for almost beating Alabama last year, an Alabama team that wasn't as good as a lot of the Alabama teams. They also have been. lost a lot of their good receivers over, didn't they? Texas. I can't remember who's all coming back for them. I want to say that maybe Xavier Worthy's gone. That one kid. Um, that one kid. Oh, Bijan Robinson's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah, I mean that's the one that, um, that you immediately look at. Uh, no, Xavier Worthy's back. He'll he'll be good as well. Um, but yeah, losing B. John Robinson is going to be tough. I just think that they'll stumble against Kansas so State. So you had it between Texas and K State. Not, I didn't have it between those two teams. But um, yeah, I, I'm picking. I K-State. actually couldn't make up my mind between K State and TCU. Who I know that they They've just got a new. Much. They just got a new quarterback and lost a bunch of teams. But like, I don't know. They lost Duggan. They lost Quentin Johnson. There's just I don't think there's any way they, they lost a bunch know. on the defense. So it's going to be tough for them. So you've got who do you have in the Big Twelve? You have K State. K State. Why? I, I I just they they're returning too many people. Yeah, and they they play good and defense. They and they have, yeah, and the Big Twelve. Yeah, they're pretty. There aren't that many like amazing teams in the Big Twelve, but like Oklahoma, I don't think. I think they're like big reign of like tossing over people. Um, under. Lincoln Riley is that who it was? Yeah, Lincoln Riley is over now. I mean, obviously now. Yeah, Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is going to have talent at least on the roster, yeah. right? So they're going to pick off somebody during the year. Oklahoma State's always good to pick off somebody during the year. And then you get like, as <laughs> I'm going to say this, my brothers, I'm going to be one of the ones that gets mad. But then you have all these other like new members of the Big Twelve that just aren't as good and aren't used to playing that like high like caliber UCF. football. Yeah, like UCF, <laughs> UCF, BYU. I mean, though BYU was pretty decent last year. Yeah. But still, yeah, I don't know. Let's go to the ACC next, actually. Okay, that's fine. This was the toughest conference for me to pick. Not mine. Um, and, uh, and here's why. 
I don't, I have no idea who the best team in the ACC is. It oh, used no, to be Clemson. Hard. It used to be Clemson, right? You, it, that was like a lock for like five, six years, right? Maybe longer than that. I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, that offensive line hasn't been great for the last four or five years now. Uh, well, I guess four years now. Um, and, and I think there's problems there. I think Florida State is on the rise. Um, North Carolina is going to have the talent to come and, and, uh, and potentially knock you off. NC State's going to have the ability to knock some people off. <laughs> you want to know what I... Even Pitt, as much as it pains me to say, may have the ability to knock some people off. I'm going to go with Duke, and, and here's why. Full disclosure, I I work at Duke football games. Like I help out with stats. It's super fun. I love it. But um, the improvement that just seeing them last year play in person was really, really impressive. So I think Riley Leonard being back at quarterback for them is going to be massive. Um, Justin Moore, has now had, who was a quarterback, before last season mm-hmm. has now a full off season to play wide receiver. He played quarterback in the spring game last year, um, but he's at a full off season now at wide receiver. He could be one of the best in the entire conference. Um, and their defense is, is a lot better than it was two years ago. So even last year's defense was a big improvement in Mike Elko's first year. Yeah. And it's, I think going to be even better this year. Big test though, for them week one, they get Clemson on labor day. Uh, we'll both be there. I'll be up in the press box. You'll be in the stands with the baby. Yep. Um, and uh, it'll it'll be a good game. It'll be a lot of fun. But we will learn a lot about both those teams that night. Yeah. Um, I also picked Duke to win. Um, I do think that the team that Duke will play would probably be NC State. For the for conference the title? Conference title. They, they're not in the same division, are they? They don't I have don't divisions anymore. Oh, did they get rid of those? I guess they got rid of them because I'm looking at it. Oh, okay. See? And it's not in division. So I think they did what the Pac-12 did. I don't remember what teams they're doing the top, anymore with stuff. Where it's the top two teams that play against each other. I will say this. I don't think I don't think that there's an unbeaten team that comes out of the Big 12 or the ACC. I, I, I don't think there's an unbeaten actually, team. Yes. I don't think anybody gets to... They may get to a conference title game undefeated, but I don't think anybody's going to make it through the entire season in either one of those conferences yeah. undefeated. I agree with you. Actually. So... All right, let's go to the SEC next. So. I'll let you take the lead on this That's one. fine because I've already seen what you put down and I almost went that direction and then I was like, I just can't. Here's what I actually wrote. Georgia will beat LSU mm-hmm. in the SEC championship game. Okay. Georgia, I think. So I, I, looked at, I looked at it and then I realized I was looking at like their full schedules and not like the conference schedules when I looked when I did this Georgia's defense is just mean and it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to produce the same mean defensive line that they've been able to produce um the one thing though is I think they're yeah and they actually have a pretty easy um route to the conference championship game they don't play Alabama. They don't play LSU. They play Tennessee, but nobody actually knows how ten- how good Tennessee is going to be. Um, but like those three big teams, I don't know. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They have a new quarterback. Shush. <laughs> but LSU is returning eight people, eight of their starting, yeah. including six offensive linemen. Yeah. Are you talking just on the offense? Just the offense, the entire LSU offensive line is coming back. Okay, but are they return eight on the offense or eight total starters? Eight, eight total starters is what I've read. 
Eight, yeah, eight, eight of their starters from last year, I think, on offense. Okay. Because the quarterbacks. So this is what I was going to say before you told me to shut up, was Georgia's schedule this year is an absolute joke of a schedule. The only oh my God, so difficult is. game they've got the entire way is when they go to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that South Carolina is going to be a difficult game for them. I don't think it's going to be a difficult game No, I think It shouldn't also- be a difficult game for them. They don't play Alabama. They don't play LSU. They don't play Ole Miss. They don't play yes, Mississippi they do. State. They do play Ole Miss. They oh, Ole Miss. Miss. That's right. They don't play Mississippi State. They don't have to play Auburn. Yes, they do. They do play all <laughs> Well, they have to play some teams out of the West, I guess. But they don't play Bama. They don't play LSU. No, they, got they don't play Mississippi State. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and they're they're on the weaker side of the conference anyway, yeah. historically, or at least over the last decade or so. So, yeah, I, I, I think Georgia gets to the SEC title game. I'm picking LSU to win the, the conference championship. But I think LSU beats an undefeated Georgia team in the conference yeah. championship game. That, that's what I've got. That's going. what I was thinking um, as well. Or I was thinking that except backwards. On that one. So I thought that Georgia would beat a an undefeated, undefeated LSU? LSU. So you think Georgia loses somewhere along the way? Or do you think Georgia goes undefeated? I think They're Georgia both goes undefeated in, coming they both in? go in undefeated, okay. yes. So I've got LSU. Jaden Daniels is absolutely electric at quarterback. He's a potential Heisman finalist. Um we will find out a little bit more about LSU week one. They do play Florida State. That's not going to be an easy game for either team. So we'll get a really good feel for both those teams early in the season. But um, again, I don't know why I said that LSU. Uh, for, anyway. They also do play Alabama too. LSU? LSU. Well, yeah, yeah, they're in that. So they go to Ole Miss and they go to Bama. But other than that, they don't play Georgia. They don't play Tennessee. They don't play South Carolina. So they don't play the best teams out of the East mm-hmm. either, right? Um, and so that's why I've got LSU uh, heading to the ACC, or I'm sorry, the SEC championship game and beating Georgia in that game. All right. Well, we all know where you're going with this. Big Ten. I'm gonna let you go first. So I'm gonna go with Ohio State. Yeah, that's not good. Just because the best player in college football plays for Ohio State. And you've said it yourself. Who? Marvin Harrison yeah, Jr. Yeah, he's really freaking good. He's a stud. <laughs> he's really, really good. That man can catch anything and everything. Yep. They, and on top of that, they have Penn State at home. Um, The thing that I wrote is the only thing that could spoil the party is if somehow they mess up that Michigan game mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. It would be a third straight loss. Because yep. it's in Ann Arbor. Yep. I wouldn't go that far as saying third straight loss. It would be their third straight loss to Michigan if they lost. Oh, there's. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like of the no, like back to back to back. No. So, so yeah, I think my issue with the Big Ten is that the three best teams in the Big Ten are on the same in the same same conference division. Same division. division. Yeah. So like, the conference championship game always sucks. Yeah. It's never good because. There's been maybe good. two good Big Ten Conference champions. I do games. think Wisconsin will come out of their division. Um, but Wisconsin almost always comes out of their division because mm-hmm. they're probably the fourth best team in that, in that conference. Mm-hmm. But if, if Ohio State can make it out of Michigan, they'll win. So I'm not even going to talk about the Big Ten West because it doesn't matter who comes out of the Big Ten West. They're going to get beat by whoever comes out of the Big Ten East for the conference that. title. I know. I I'm, I'm just down. saying I'm not. I'm not going to talk about them at You're all. A feisty one. <laughs> so, Chill. Now, now explain to everybody. List all. You of know your where names, I'm going tell with all your com- points. You know where I'm going with, with your the rookie co- quarterback. With a complete homer pick here, I'm obviously taking Penn State. Yes, it's a homer pick, but 
there is some logic behind it and some reasoning as well. Okay. It's wrong. The schedule's really nice, sets up really nicely for them. When they play at Michigan, they don't play very well. They no. No. When they play Michigan at Michigan, typically, they don't play very well. When they play Ohio State at Ohio State over the last six, seven years now, Mm -hmm. it's been close games. So they, to me, it's more favorable in the years where they go to Ohio State and have Michigan at home. And this is one of those years. Also, before going to Ohio State, which is a road game, they have a bye week and then they have UMass. Okay. They're not good no. coming out of a bye week. They No, they're not under James Franklin. Penn State has not been good coming out of bye weeks. And so I like the fact that they at least have a game that's going to be a win before Maybe. they go to Ohio State. <laughs> Stop it. Before <laughs> they go to Ohio State. So the schedule sets up really nice for them. The other thing that's good for them is they have elite defenders, probably first-round picks at every level of the defense. Chop Robinson on the defensive line, Abdul Carter at linebacker, Kalen King at corner. Um, The running backs are outstanding, Singleton and Allen. The offensive line saw how much more improved they were last year. They should be even better this year. It all comes down to whether or not Drew Aller is the real deal at quarterback. If he's the guy that they've been waiting for for so long, and they're going to be fantastic. He operated in a pass-heavy offense in high school. I think that's going to allow them to open things up. He's accurate. Throws a better deep ball than Sean Clifford did. They do need to find some more consistency at wide receiver. They've got really good tight ends, um, and I think that's huge. Now, the one glaring thing from last year, they gave up like 470 yards or something like 418 yards on the ground to Michigan, okay? But they only allowed over 100 yards in three other games all year. They easily won all three of those games. Their linebacker play is a lot better this year, and I think that was really a weak point last year when they went to Michigan there in like the middle of October. Um, if they can slow the Michigan run game down, assuming they're undefeated at that point in November, if they can slow the Michigan run game down, the question becomes, can J.J. McCarthy beat you by himself? And I don't know the answer to that question yet. You could flip that around for Penn State, too. Can Drew Aller beat you by himself? Because those running backs are great, but if you shut them down, can he do it? So they're very similar in terms of of the defense, the running backs. Uh, I think Penn State opens it up a little bit more playbook-wise, but um, those are similar teams. So I've got Penn State coming out of the Big Ten. All right, group of five, spoiler. All right, go. I'll go first. I'm going to take Tulane. Interesting. They beat USC last year to end the year. I think they only lost one game all year. Um, Michael Pratt's back at quarterback, 27 touchdowns, five picks last year. They lost Tajay Spears, who was a phenomenal running back for them, played without an ACL basically last year and still ran for like 1,400 yards. They brought in a guy named Shedro Lewis from Liberty. He ran for about 500, 600 yards last year, but that's that's good experience that they've got the, there this year. The key for Tulane, they should be favored in every game that they play with the exception of Ole Miss. They go to Ole Miss in week two. If they do not beat Ole Miss, nothing else matters the rest of the way. They have to beat them in order to have the credibility to potentially crash the playoff party here um, this year in the in the final year of the four-team playoff format. So I'm going with Tulane with the caveat that they have to beat Ole Miss in week two. All right. So I had a team down. I'm going to switch it up. Okay. So I had JMU down. Yep. Jamie doesn't actually play anybody all year outside of like, like Sunbelt Conference. Yeah, they're good. Right. But they have, they could realistically go undefeated this right. year. 
Because if you look at their schedule, but if you look at their schedule right now, nobody's ranked. Right. So I don't actually think that's going to go. I am also going to pick out of um, the American. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with ECU. That's However, okay. they have to be Michigan. Yeah. But it's the first week of the year when everybody's trying to figure out everything. You've got all this motivation going into a good year. The only problem is it's at Michigan. If yeah. it was at home, I think they'd have a little bit more of a chance, but I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on that. But I think but ECU they're, would they're a be team the that one a lot of that people like take, coming into the air. Would take a run. Okay. Cuz even if they even if they lose to Michigan, they still will play Tulane later in the year. And if Tulane loses to Ole Miss, well, Tulane, or if I Tulane think if Tulane beats, beats Ole, Miss Ole Miss and ECU can beat be, Tulane yeah. later in the year, yeah, they can make a case. It's going to be hard for any group of five team with a loss yeah. to make the playoff. That's just the bottom line. Now, starting next year, 12 teams, I think that'll happen. All right, playoff picks. Here are my playoff picks. Semifinal number one, LSU, Utah. I didn't go that far. I think LSU. I just picked the four teams. I have, I have <laughs> LSU and Utah in semifinal number one. I have Penn State and Georgia in semifinal number two. Um, I think Utah wins the Pac-12 with one or no losses. I think Penn State wins the Big Ten with one or no losses. I think LSU goes undefeated and gets to the playoff. And I think Georgia's only loss comes to LSU in the SEC championship game. And so they'll get in as that fourth team Um, because for Georgia, again, at Tennessee is the only real test they get, you know, South Carolina, Ole Miss at home, and then they avoid LSU and and Alabama altogether. So those are my four. I think two come out of the SEC, LSU and Georgia. And then I think you have Utah and Penn state as the other two teams. This is fascinating because I also picked two SEC teams my Big Ten winner and my big and my Pac twelve winner. winner. Okay. So Georgia and LSU were the two teams I picked. Ohio State probably coming in undefeated. Um, Washington, Rotten probably coming in undefeated. Maybe one loss. Um, they do play USC at USC. Yeah, Washington always seems to drop so, a game they shouldn't though during the year too. I don't know. It's I mean I don't know. They play a bunch year. of who knows. Anyway. They might also lose the Washington State game. Who the heck knows? <laughs> Anyways, um, I think LSU will have one loss and Georgia will go in. All right, so let's recap is, real so. quick. I've got Utah out of the Pac-12, Kansas State out of the Big 12, LSU out of the SEC, Duke out of the ACC, and Penn State from the Big 10. Tulane is my group of five. Spoiler, my playoff picks, LSU, Utah, Penn State, and Georgia. We need a graphic. You know how they throw graphics up at... I'm just kidding. Like if they were like if we had TV, video, then yeah. yeah, maybe we threw graphics up. Um. Anyways, so I picked SEC Georgia, Hack Twelve Washington, Big Twelve Kansas State, Big Ten Ohio State, ACC Duke, and my group of five ECU. And then my playoff picture looking like Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, and Washington. All right. So we've we're we're like over a half an hour now and we like Look to at keep us. it. We like to keep it but you know a little around a half an hour. So we're gonna do one more segment here and then we're gonna call it quits for the night. Sound good? Sounds, sounds awesome. Like a plan. All right. So you know I like to play this game with you. Is this a real athlete or a made up athlete? Okay. Are you ready? Sure. 
Credence, Clearwater, Katu. I'm going to go with... Greetings, Clearwater, Katu. I was going to go with a fake athlete because it took you a second, but Katu is kind of a hard last name to pronounce, so I think you're trying to figure out how to pronounce it. So I'm going to go with a real athlete. It is a real athlete, commonly known as Paulista. He's a Brazilian soccer player. Look at that. Yeah, uh, and he was named after CCR, Credence Clearwater Revival, because his parents were big fans of American rock band Credence Clearwater Revival. Hey, man. He retired, I think, in 2011. So, But I saw that the other day on a list, and I was like, this is absurd. Mm -hmm. So, But I I love me some CCR. So, There you go. All right, well, that's it. That's our college football, I guess, sort of preview. We'll certainly be talking about it more. Not quite sure when we'll be back with you. Probably not next, next week. Probably not or next week, week or the week after because we'll be in Canada on vacation. Canada. Um, but we can tell you all about our vacation when we no. get back. Or I can tell you about my golf round that I play with my brother-in-law, Corey, when we're there. That you lose to? Well, he's a scratch golfer and I have broken 100 twice. So, yes, I think he'll win. So, anyway, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.